Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Welcome to the Say Hey Podcast, a San Francisco podcast for the casual fan. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast. Follow Rob on Twitter at Say Hey Rob. Follow me at Say Hey Doug. Make sure you're following and subscribed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And subscribe also on YouTube so you get notified when a new episode is up. Rob, it's been like a week and a half. We've been extremely busy. So have the Giants in a good way. Um... Let's check in real quick, man. How's it going? Man, outside of the weather and all the fires, man, shit cannot be better. Let's just <laughs> straight up. Let's just <laughs> put it, throw it out there, man. This shit has been really fun and to go go along with the Giants kicking ass, you know, you got you got the NFL starting up and all that excitement and the you know, NBA playoffs, you know, it's all all kind of come together and even hockey, man. I keep coming back to hockey. Hockey has been some exciting shit. So, I mean, the world's perfect in, in sure. Robbie land. <laughs> well, as you know, um, my beloved Seattle Kraken uh, are not playing yet. So, I, <laughs> I have not – I'll be honest. I have not really been following hockey. Um, I have been watching some basketball. It's been – we've had some good basketball. Um, yeah. That Raptors-Celtics game oh, last man. night was great. Crazy. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, obviously, man, I, I'm sure you're just as excited as I am. Football starts tonight, Chiefs and Texans. We're going to talk Ooh. a little football at the end, and, and so wait. I'm excited to do that. Can't wait. Um, so, yeah. Um, but most importantly to us, how about them San Francisco Giants? I want to start off talking about the playoff picture right now because they're right in the thick of it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, um, I, got, I got it right here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. We're looking um, at it all night. Let, let's start. I figured we can talk about the whole playoff picture. It's obviously starting a national league. Um, it, these are, if the playoffs started today, uh, number one, Dodgers, no surprise. And the number eight Marlins, there's a surprise. Um, imagine that number two Braves. They've been a little better than I expected this year. I thought they'd kind of have a, a slump this year, but they've been pretty good as of late. And then number seven, your San Francisco giants. So, uh, they would be playing the Braves, um, in that best of three first round, if it started today, number three is the Cubs against number six, the Cardinals. Big rivalry first that'd round be, if that started that'd today. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. And then number four, Padres, which we'll get to in a minute, against the number five, Phillies, who have been playing pretty well lately. So, like, I would say the most boring series out of all those would probably be Dodgers-Marlins, to me at least. But the other three are really intriguing. Um, absolutely yeah so and then um i'll get your thoughts in a sec the the al right now exciting series if if playoffs started today number one tampa bay against number eight yankees who have fallen off the face of the fucking earth but (laughs) injuries a lot of injuries Um, a lot of shit going on there this would be interesting number two oakland against number seven minnesota That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Arena baseball of, right there, basically. I was going to say, that could be a slugfest series <laughs> right there. Uh, number three, White Sox against number six, Astros. That'd Another be fun. One. And Another then number four, Indians against 
the number five Toronto Blue Jays, who I've, I've kind of been hoping they start coming around because I've kind of been a, a Blue Jays fan of that roster since about a year ago. So they've, they've come one, around. So One of the youngest rosters out there. Yeah. Dude, these are some fun matches. I kind of hope they're similar to this in a couple of weeks when the series or the season ends up. So, Robbie, the Giants are the seven seeds as we speak. They've won right. five straight. They're seven out of their last ten. They're 15 out of their last 20. Talk about the Giants real quick. Man, it's it's hard to put the words together, honestly. You know, every night, you know, you just kind of expect this team to come back a little bit, just have have a dud, you know, but it hasn't really happened. And it's weird watching the Giants and seeing them get down by a few runs early and having no doubt in your mind that they're at least going to come back and score some runs. I mean, for the past – I mean, hell, we can go back to the World Series years. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Where, 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 yeah, it doesn't even matter. Where if the Giants fall down by three, four runs, you you're changing the fucking channel. Like yep. you just are. You just are. Yep. You know, and for them to have made so many leaps and bounds offensively, in particular, in in a year, I mean, it's just it's it's phenomenal. And and the, and the thing I, I've I've noticed you know, specifically, and you, you know I'm not big on strikeouts and everything, but watching these guys hit, every swing is – there's conviction in every swing. You don't see any check swings, hard, hard, hardly ever. I mean, you see a lot of taken for strikes more than I would like, but that's just me. But every swing, man, they're swinging with purpose, and it's so weird because – I love Buster Posey and I, I love Brandon Crawford and I love these guys watching them all these years, but you know, there, there's a difference with these guys hitting today as opposed to the last hell five, six years. I mean, if we're being honest, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of purpose behind every, every swing. And I think they've kind of caught up to the, to modern day baseball and it didn't take very long, did it? Well, I'm, I'm, Glad you brought that up because I I've been adamant. Like I I think the way things are building up in our farm system and how things are things were going up until you know a few weeks ago, I was like I think the Giants can be in the thick of things and contend for a playoff spot in 2022. It's kind and, of hard not to be in the thick of things for for everything to being real here. It's kind of hard not to be in the thick of things in 2020. But uh, but I mean they have looked so good in the process it's just and ah. and the thing is though and like yes exactly and you know yeah sure the playoffs are expanded or whatever it's not it's not the the format of things it's like the giants are literally 16 again it's just 60 games this year it's a different it's a weird year it's not but you know playoffs. what it's it's not like they're you know, nineteen and twenty-five, and they're somehow holding on to an eight spot. No, that's they're what, that's what I mean. They are twenty-three and twenty-one, which in in today's baseball is like okay, like you're playing pretty damn good baseball if you're just over five hundred through the first. You know, usual this would be like a little over quarter way the season, right? But it's it's like, and let's get specific real quick. I I was looking at the offensive numbers. Obviously, from the eye test, you know the Giants have been hitting the shit out of the ball, and like you mentioned to start off. You know, even if they're down three to four runs, you can't – it's almost like watching the Rockies at home. It, 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 you know that they're going to battle back and at least make this a game. Yeah. They're in every game. And so I was looking at it – Exactly. And, and in no particular order, I'm looking at this. They're first in Major League Baseball in hits, 409. They are – oh, I'm scanning through the stats here. Who the hell would have thought that? They are fourth in runs – with 234 the Padres are first in 200 with 258 so 24 runs seems like a lot but it's not a ton over 40 44 45 games um another another one that stuck out to me um home runs now I know they're 11th but the Giants offense the last decade like you said even the World Series years has not been known as a top to bottom lineup they don't hit for power well maybe maybe 2010 maybe 2010 late in the year you know mm-hmm. when you had Burl and um and Ross helping out with that and yeah uh, but yeah they have 60 home runs through 44 games so averaging you know almost one and a half home runs a game uh their team average this one was probably the most mind-boggling to me their second in baseball hitting 271 
as a yeah. team. 271. So I And I can go on and on. But the offense, straight up, the offense has just been insane this year. And the production they're getting from from guys like, you know, uh, Donovan Solano, who's who's gotten hot again. Now, that was surprising me because I thought Same. he was going to cool off. He did. Now he's he's his last five, six games, he's heating up again. Yeah, all of a um, sudden. Hitting 340, I think. Uh, but, you know, obviously Yastrzemski is going to be the face of the franchise for the next few years, like we've said, and um, consistently hitting right around 300 now, probably will be an MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, and Alex Dickerson's gotten hot lately. Evan Longoria has been really good. Our boy Brandon Belt. Our boy. Dude, yeah. I, well, Our boy. Been you've, been killing me on, you've been killing me on Twitter with him lately. But, <laughs> but the thing is, dude, Yes, we've been extremely critical of Brandon Belt, but he's gone beyond his usual streak this year. He's hitting 324, yeah. 423 on base percentage, seven home runs, 22 RBIs, all in 36 games. And I wanted to ask you this because we can keep going on and on about the offense. And, sure. and also, my guy, my guy Dubon's gotten a lot better lately. He's hitting 290. He's looking better in center field. Yes, he is. Darren Ruff's been good lately. Joey Bart's hitting back him to it. Joey Bart looks like he's starting to figure things out to play. I can just keep going on and on. I'm rambling right now. Yeah. But I want to get back to – oh, don't forget Wilmer Flores. But I want to get back to Brandon Wilmer. Bell real quick. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but does Brandon Belt get a couple of MVP, MVP votes this year? Huh. You know what? I think he might just off name recognition. I mean – Depending on how these next three weeks go, I mean, long way to go. Three weeks in baseball, that's like a thousand games. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to probably get more recognition than Yastrzemski, to be totally honest with you, just because he's Brandon Belt. You know, he, ha- he has been an all-star. We forget that sometimes. But, yeah, if he keeps hit- hitting around the, the 320, 330 range and he's getting on base two, three times a game, regardless – where there's walks or getting hits. Because he'll walk, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll walk with the best of them. He could always do that. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's in the realm of possibility for sure. It's been, it's been a fun team to watch. This, is, this may be the most fun team to watch since, I would say, even more than the 14 team. I would say since maybe the 2012 team. I'm not going to lie, um, man. I, I think these guys are more exciting than the 2014 team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I would put – I think they're almost as exciting as the 2012 team, which the 2012 is, team was very good. That yes, was which good. was better than the 14 team. That was just – Matt Bumgarner just carried them in October. But, yeah, uh-huh. the, tw- the 12 team was the most talented and best team mm-hmm. top to bottom of the three World Series teams. That but team was amazing. I tweeted, too – I don't – I think – was it last night or two nights ago? It was probably last night. It's uh, Thursday, uh, September 10th, by the way. That's when we're recording this. <laughs> um, uh I I tweeted out, is this the most exciting offensive lineup since 2002-2003 when they had Bonds and Cruz and Kent and Aurelia? Like, it's <laughs> it might, right, it's it right might be, right? It's right there. I think Galarraga got on that team, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, big guy. Whoa. <laughs> it makes you think, though, right? Like, it, yeah. has there been a more exciting offense since then? Um, man. When I think Giants offense, I think of like 2000, 2001, when they got Ellis Burks kind of in that yeah, in that wow. area. Because Ellis Burks was very good. He was and very good. They threw him in there with prime Bonds, yep. prime Kent, prime Snow. Aurelia, Snow. And, and, yeah, and I think Aurelia in that particular team, I think he was hitting seventh. Seventh. Yeah, because yeah. they because they because they moved him to third in two thousand one, I believe. Get a great oh one year, right? In in oh yeah. two, but yeah, it's got to be right there. And then we we can talk about twenty ten when they acquired Burl and all that, because that that was an exciting offense too. And Huff, they call and they call up Posey and they trade yeah. for Freddie Sanchez. You know they and Cody that, that Ross. Was, and that was a, yeah, and that that was a fun offense too, but. But, I mean, the early 2000s, we're talking – we're in the prime of, of, of steroid baseball <laughs> at that time. And they were just – they all looked like the WWE out there, and that was some fun shit. But, yeah, these guys think, are right there. I think the argument for it, though, is the expectations. The, 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 
0-1-0-2-0-3 era, like that was a damn good lineup, one of the best in baseball. Highly paid too. Now you look at this team and it's like, it got even as recent as three weeks ago. We're like, you know, remember folks, this is like a triple A lineup. They're not very good. Triple like, A bullpen to be sure, to be sure. And, and again, it's a, <laughs> it's a shortened, weird, odd season. We get that. But you know what? Like 44 games is a legitimate stretch. And they have maintained it from the beginning. I mean, after those first two games in L.A., it's, it's kind of like the offense has slowly started getting the wheel rolling, and they have not slowed down. I mean, 10 runs again last night against the Mariners. Just crazy. Um, after, after the first two games in, in L.A., I mean, this was basically the team for Major League. That's, that's how I saw this team. Like, who the f- – didn't know half the yeah, roster. It was bad. It was didn't bad. know half the roster. You know, they're making like three, four hours a game easy. And it was like, God damn, if, if they win one game – in the first 10 games, that'd be a miracle. I really thought that. They were really bad to start. Especially with their, their schedule, and I don't want to take credit, credit for this because I, I heard Kipe say it last night on the broadcast. Their strength of schedule, which is very small, by the way, of course, but it's third in baseball, obviously. It is. I did hear that. It's because they played the Dodgers so many times I, and the A's and good-ass teams. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so it's not like – yeah, they beat up on the Diamondbacks to be sure. They went eight and two against them. Which that's what that's what you got to do. So great do. job by Rob. Speaking of the schedule, that's what I was <laughs> going to talk about next. So oh, sorry. No, no, I it was it was perfect. So sixteen games left, which is funny because it's like already sixteen games left. So we can kind of just quick overview the rest of the games here. So starting tonight, this is going to be a big fun series. Four at Petco against the Padres who like we said met uh said earlier in the show they are the number 2 seed second best record in National League um so that could be a good series then they kind of did what they did last week they have a Monday off then they're up at T-Mobile Park now in Seattle for two and then they have Thursday off again next week then they come back to the bay and they're in in Oakland for three which that's going to be a big series again because uh you know, the ace could be wrapping up the AL West then. Um, yeah, sure or or even before that. Yeah, they just, I'm sure they will just, be. just took three or four from um, Houston. But yeah. uh, we are going to get our buddy Josh Ferris on, too, to preview the A's. He knows a lot about the A's, and I kind of want to get them on um, next week, so probably a week from today. But you know. to finish the last seven games of the season, they're all at home. Uh, four against the Rockies, who – you know, we'll be fighting for a spot too. And mm-hmm. then they wrap up with three against the Padres. So pretty <laughs> much, pretty much every game, the rest of the way, except maybe the Mariners um, too. These are a lot of fun, big games coming up. Like this is some exciting baseball the rest of the way. Yeah. And for, for what, for what it's worth, you know, hopefully during that A series, you know, for our, for our sake, hopefully the A's are still fighting for something and just to, make that a little more a little more intense because you know the the A's and Giants really haven't played in, in, in meaningful games in really forever you know the Giants have been bad the last three years I mean maybe 14 you know they were both really good so I mean that was fun and you know you got the geographical rivalry and everything so but sure. you're right the A's very well might have wrapped up the division by then because you'd be jockeying for seeding but you know what don't don't let the last two days fully about the Mariners. That team can hit. I mean, that they're not horrible. Kyle they, Lewis is a Kyle dude, Lewis, man. Dude. That's my boy. Watch him in Modesto. <laughs> is that your cousin? cousin Kyle. <laughs> man, you see the resemblance. Yeah. And Uncle Ray. But <laughs> nah, nah. We're, we're not doing that. <laughs> nah, anyways, anyway, <laughs> we're, we're not doing that. But yeah, I mean, they're they're a real young, up and coming team, and they must think they're close because I mean, they were they were willing to part with guys like. Austin Nola, you yeah. know, and who's a great young catcher, and they catcher, just mm-hmm. and they got a pretty good good haul from the from the Padres in, in, in that trade. So that's another team. They kind of they remind me of a lot of the Giants, and you can see it with their approaches. It, it, it's funny now just to watch the Giants approaches at the plate every night and see how similar it is now to the rest of the league that actually hits as opposed Their to actual last... major league at bats consistently. Right. Right. And hundred percent agree where, I mean, it's all, it's all about launch angles and homers now. And the giants have officially joined that club. So watching them every night, it's because before, you know, you're, you're, you're watching the giants and 
they're the exact opposite of what you see in every other game. And then, and then you would you watch the Giants play like the oh hell the the Mets on a Saturday afternoon, and the game's two to one. Then you like what the hell was that? And then you turn on the Yankees Red Sox. You know it's eleven to it, nine. It, like, it's eleven to nine in the sixth inning. You're just like man, this is this is a lot funner shit. You know from a fan standpoint and. <laughs> And both those teams, you know, are good every year. I mean, Boston's not this year, but, but yeah, it's just nice to see them kind of join the rest of the of the league. And God, it just didn't take very long. That's that's what gets me. Bobby, now knowing the rest of the schedule, the, knowing the schedule the rest of the way, do the Giants get in? Man, I'm I'm literally <laughs> I'm like fifty fifty on this. But I'm gonna. You don't want to jinx it. No, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they probably don't get in. I think Milwaukee's coming on pretty strong. They've been playing better. Yeah, I mean they start off really bad too. But it's gonna, it's gonna come down to them them and and the Rockies. That that you said that's a four game series out out here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's gonna be massive because. You know, I like the Rockies roster better. I think you probably do too. Mm-hmm. But because I mean, I'm I'm kicking the Marlins out. I mean, I'm just I'm, Giants have a two, current two and a half game lead on Colorado. So now, it's a I'm, decent, decent. Yeah, lead. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And so, yeah, for the for the sake of not wanting to jinx it, I'm gonna say they don't get in because I've been saying they're not very good all year up until about a week ago. But but I mean, they have. Let's put the, let's say it this way. They have a good a shot as anybody else right now. And between the Giants, Marlins, Rockies, Brewers, and hell, I'll even throw in the Mets because, you know, they're sneaky. Man, I'm just looking at the schedule. I'm rolling out the Reds. You know, they have <laughs> um, seven games with the Padres. That's tough. Seven games with the Padres left, three with the A's, four at the Rockies. I mean, it's just it's a <laughs> tough schedule. It's tough, a tough man. schedule. And two in Seattle. But you know what? I And I mean this respectfully. Just by watching them the last, you know, 15, 20 games, I think they're just too oblivious to everything right now. That very well um, could be. And, and, and that's, I, what, that's what we don't know, though. And I mean that in a way of, like, you know, you would say being effectively wild as a pitcher. Um I think they fucking find a way to get in, dude. I, I really do. I'm not saying they make much money. I, I, I'm odd, and I would kind of love if they fell to the eight and played the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Because, why not? Because I don't, I don't, first of all. Why not? First of all, I don't, I don't think the Dodgers want to play the Giants, man. They, they, they play okay against them. They yeah, won 4-10 this year. Giants have nothing to lose. Yeah. And um, throw in the little rivalry factor. I mean, when's the last time they played each other in the playoffs? Maybe never. I mean, maybe when yeah, they're I mean, both when they were in not, New York and Brooklyn. Not in my lifetime. Um, I think they get in, dude. Uh, Sixteen games left, or twenty-three and twenty-one. I think they find a way to to go like thirty-one and twenty-nine, go five hundred the rest of the way, and get the eight seed. I don't I'll know. Sa- I'll say this: if they go five hundred the rest of the way, they'll get in. They'll get in. Thirty-one and so you're saying thirty-one and twenty-nine gets in. Okay, I I'm think down. so. I'm down. For I it. think so. Just, just because, just because, like I said, I'm out on the Marlins, and if the, if what we what we just said happens, I'm gonna assume they'll have to take three or four from the Rockies to make that happen. Probably because, but I even mean, a split, even a split may be enough. Because b- between the the seven against the Padres who are really good against the A's who might who might go to the World Series, you know that those are gonna be tough. So they're gonna have to handle business against the Rockies to be sure. I'm going to ask you another random question before we move on because I, I want to get moving on. Yeah. But say they get in, um, regardless of record, regardless of seeding. Does Gabe Kapler have a real shot at winning NL Manager of the Year? Yeah. He should, right? Yeah. No doubt, no doubt about it. Because look at all the other teams. I mean, the, o- you the only guy seems to be there. The only guy that I can, yeah, but we know that's not how it always works. Even though it should. Right. Right, you, right, right. Whoever, you know, the worst team that happens to find a way to have success that year should get recognized. I, I'm sure we both agree on that. I think we always have. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like the same thing with most valuable players, especially like in football. You take that dude off that team, 
you know, that team's not very good. Hence why, you know, Tom Brady should win freaking yeah. MVP every year or, or like LeBron should win it this year, even though he won't um, in basketball. But I think the only guy that has a real legitimate argument, maybe the guy down in San Diego, Jace Tingler um, yeah. to, to Tingler. win NL manager of the year. Tingley Tingler. Yeah. He should win it just because <laughs> of his name. Uh, <laughs> but he, he, I mean, I, I've been saying that I think the Padres are a year away, but they're starting to show right now that they are, especially with their aggressiveness at the trade deadline. No shit, man. They just said, they're ready fuck, to, fuck it. Let's do it now. We ain't they're ready to 2021. Go oh, and you know what? They can definitely make some noise in the playoffs. I don't think the Giants can if they get in. But who knows? Man? It's freaking ba- That's the thing with baseball is – I mean, best you know, of three you- – First round, usually usually in basketball, the best team advances, you know, in football, nine times out of 10, the better team will, will win. But in baseball, it's always about getting hot at the right time. And, you know, two out of the three giants world series, well, all three years, they were not the best, best team in baseball, but they got right at the hot time. Um, Close really. So real quick, um, Pablo was DFA today and we kind of saw this coming. Um, you know, Quickly, I've always been a Pablo guy. He he was he was like my f- favorite player, to be honest. And you can back me up on this. Like right when he came up, oh eight oh nine, I was big on the Pablo train. Um, oh, that's my boy. Whenever he got a hit, that's my boy I'll, in the text. I'll never forget. Uh, yeah, Pabs, man, PABS. Uh, I'll never forget. Two thousand nine, he came up and he was like twenty two, and just swung at everything. But you know, he made contact. Yeah. Uh, he hit like 330 that year, 25 bombs, 90 RBIs, and we're like, holy shit, this kid can play and in this ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a big piece of the last decade of success. And, um, yeah, we'll always be thankful for Pablo. We kind of saw this coming, though, when they signed Justin Smoke Yes. Uh, the other day. Uh, well, before – do you have any thoughts on Pablo? No, you know what? Same as you. Like, he's one of my favorite players of all time. You know, like – and it's not just – it's weird with Pablo because it's kind of, it's kind of the, the anti what, what I look for in, in, in a player. But it was just when it, whenever he came on the screen, like from a fan standpoint, like you just – it just kind of put you in a better mood. I don't know. It's, it was just weird because he was he, – he came off like he was just so, um, you know, optimistic about everything. And, and the way he swung it, Every like swung at everything and and squared everything up like he had to have been one of the toughest outs in baseball the last seven eight years like yeah. I I you know I, I never really pitched you did but how a, a guy like that what the hell do you throw to him like it's hard to prepare for that yeah like you maybe try to fool him by throwing it right down the middle like I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I understand. I like Pablo. Pablo, just the definition of Pablo to me um, was just fun. He's just fun. Even when they were losing, like it just didn't really matter. Like it didn't change his stride at all. And he got a lot of shit over the years. And, you know, like he didn't leave on the best terms when he went to Boston. And, you know, and then I think his weight was always a topic. Oh, yeah. I mean, we made fat jokes all the time, but it was like that. But that was, that was part of him, though. Like if he was, if, Really, if he wasn't fat, he wouldn't have been Pablo. Like, like everything that he, that he brought to the table, man, it just made the fan base, you know, just excited for really for no reason sometimes. And yeah, he's gonna be missed. And then he took he took Verlander deep three times, man, or or Verlander twice, Albuquerque the other time, but Al Albuquerque, Al Albuquerque. But I mean, just for that right there, man, you man, he might. Got to retire his number, I think. Yeah. Just for that, you know. You know, I'll. I know there's sarcasm there, but I, in all honesty, I, I, I said this with with Pence a few weeks ago when he got let go. Um, you know, thank you for your time. Thank you for the championships. Um, and you know, we'll see you. We'll see you with your plaque on the wall at Oracle um, in a few years because it'll definitely yeah. be there. So. And and, the other thing is too if he didn't fuck up so bad at the end of 2010, Edgar Renteria might not have ever got on the field. Like remember Pablo got benched in the, in the 2010 playoffs and That's true. They, they moved, they moved rebate a third and put Edgar Renteria at shortstop. And so you got to thank him That's for true. a lot. 
That's a very good point. Um, but moving forward, I was really excited about this, even though it's kind of it, it, he's kind of like one of those middle of the road names. But Justin Smoke is a he's just a power bat, and um, it feels like he's been around for a long time. But um, you know, he was just an All Star three years ago. Uh, 38 home runs, 90 RBIs, hit 270. Now he is a high uh, strikeout guy. Um, got let go by the Brewers um, not too long ago, wasn't it? Like a few days ago, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was quick. Uh, Sunday, yeah. So didn't take, didn't take too long. But right when he got let go, I was like, man, you know, it would. And I even tweeted it. I'm like, it would be really nice to bring in a power bat to Oracle to have him just DH or whatever. Because obviously you're not going to pull Brandon Belt out of the lineup right now, which Justin Smoke's the first baseman. But, mm-hmm. you know, with the affordability of the designated hitter this year, mm-hmm. you can put him in there um, at the DH spot, and um, especially against righties. And now the Giants have hit lefties very well this year, obviously. Um, but to add another power bat that you can maybe insert in the, you know, five, six, seven range um, against righties, Dude, like I am all for this move. Uh, I'm hoping that he's available maybe this weekend um, to to be inserted in that Giants lineup. Give me your thoughts on uh, Justin Smoke. Yeah, I think he's going to be available because yesterday when they signed him and they assigned him to the Alternate Side Association of America, you know, or whatever that is, I was <laughs> I was just thinking, okay, that's maybe they're doing this out of respect for because we text and. We both, we both knew Pablo was going to get DFA'd. He was the odd man out. Yeah, yeah, we knew that. And I'm like, maybe they're doing that out of respect. So maybe they're, they're going to get Pablo a few more days. But hell no, man. It was one day and... We're in a race, baby. You're, you're coming, dude. Like, you're, you're coming <laughs> to the park tomorrow. So, yeah, I think we can expect to see him in there this weekend. I don't know off the top of my head, but I think... I don't think the Padres are trotting out any lefties these days um i could be wrong i know we're gonna see uh richards and i know we're gonna see um yeah Clev- i know we're Clevenger gonna see paddock sunday. paddock, paddock. clevenger so, sunday so at least paddock. three of the four yeah so i expect him to, to be in there because he could be in there tomorrow i think paddock throws tomorrow yeah so could see justin smoke as early as friday shit maybe he'll pinch hit later tonight no. yeah because he's he actually did officially get called up to the club, right? So he is in San Diego. Yeah, he's there. And so I think he is available to I, – I don't – I haven't even – we're less than two hours from first pitch. I have not seen today's current lineup. but um, Me neither. I don't think he's in it, obviously, but I'm sure he'd be available if they want to – you know, if there's a righty out of the pen late in the game and they want to bring up a power bat and it's a close game. I'm all for Justin Smoke coming in. I, I love yeah. it. Um, kudos to Farhan and Sky Did, Harris. He, he – him and – him and Posey were in the same draft class, I believe, right? I think so because he yeah. he came up in uh, ten for for the Rangers, right? He was drafted, um, yeah, by the Rangers. Actually, he had been drafted um, before that, but he he went eleventh um, overall in the 08 draft to Texas. So yeah, same draft, same draft. Okay, yeah, because I remember I remember seeing him play and thinking, man. I'd love a guy like this on the team because when you work, you're coming off the 07, 08 Giants, and you're like, God damn, like this this guy hits, <laughs> hits the fucking cover off the ball. It's bring me him, and then you know they went with Posey, and I guess that worked out. But I'd say that worked out. But yeah, like he he was he was a guy that always really in, in, intrigued me, and it just never really. I think he was a little before his time, you know, because he I think he fits in pretty well to the to the modern day game. But I mean, that guy he's always struck out a, a ton, but can't he's a left power. He's a left-handed Mark Reynolds, dude. That's the way sure. I look at there him. There you go. There you <laughs> That's go. the way I look at him. Matt Stairs um, played for a long time, you know. So, also good news and could be available out of the bullpen tonight. Drew Smiley is back, so the Giants are getting healthy. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he is available out of the bullpen tonight. So I don't know if maybe he'll get a start the rest of the way, but whatever. Always good. To, yeah, they optioned Rico Garcia back down to Sacramento. Thank um, God. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, hey, if you need Sorry, Rico, some lo- you need some long innings out of uh, Drew Smiley or anything out of him because he was throwing really well until he hurt his finger and went on the IL a couple weeks back. But um, good news to have Drew Smiley back. So. Yeah, and and as you mentioned, they have two days off next week, so yeah. they can kind of fuck with the rotation a little bit if they want to. I don't know what they're planning, but 
They don't have a well, lefty, so look at look at Tyler Anderson got oh, back Anderson, on track yeah. last night. He threw really well last night. Um, I think that's why Anderson got in. You know, he was he was left left handed guy, and he 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 filled the need. Like he at least he chopped it up a little bit, chopped the rotation up a little bit. Yeah, the the it's kind of odd. The the Giants' worst starting pitcher right now was their best one a month ago, and it's Logan Webb. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of fallen off the face of the earth, but you know he's part of the future. You can just tell. And um, he's a year early. He was a year early last year. The great thing is, is they have guys that can do it. They have starting rotation depth this year, so it's nice. Um, and I didn't expect it. I mean, Trevor Cahill's looked looks good. I mean, we'll, let's see what, we'll see what happens. And I think he's throwing tomorrow. I think so. So I may be wrong, but I know um, who's starting tonight. Where is it, Cahill tonight? Is it tonight? tonight okay. Yeah. Okay. That I have to re-look at the. I have yeah. to look at the probables, but yeah. So hey, starts four tonight in San Diego, and um, that can kind of lead into our next topic. We've we've done power rankings every week, and maybe not specifically on the podcast, but we've still released them. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have a stand. lot of fun. I have a lot of fun putting these together. I yeah, they're fun. You, yeah. But um, good stuff. I think this is our first time since maybe our first power rankings that we're going to do them on the air, actually. So maybe the second. Um, but anyway, our inaugural one was. Uh, on yeah, the yeah, air. yeah, yeah. And we won't go too long on this. Kind of just want to name them off. But we do have our new power rankings available. So would you like to start, Robert? Or do you want me to start? I'll start. Are we going at number five to start? I'll start off? at five. Yep. Number five. Okay. Number five. I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres. Well, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, I was going to say, since you were just talking about, since we we're just talking about San Diego Padres um, for Doug at number five, we have the San Diego Padres. And I believe that is the first time they've been in our top five. Both of us. Yeah. They're, they're new. And we, we did not discuss this before. I promise. Correct. And you know what? You could argue <laughs> that they should be higher. Um, they have the second best record in the national league. Yeah. I think the third best record in baseball. So, yeah. um, I but they've just a they've little just been smoking hot lately. Yeah. I think we're just a little, uh, you know, a little gun shy cause they are the Padres and, but yeah, so they belong. Yeah. No, yep. no, no debate here. Yep. Bullpen lineup rotation. Very deserving. Number five, San Diego Padres. Um, I'll go number four. This is a team that's been in there the last two weeks for me, I believe. And I've been high on them all season. Going to win money because they're going to hit the over on the win total. And uh, I really like them. They're young. They're good. Uh, The Chicago White Sox, number four for me. Um, And they are alone in first place in the AL Central now. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Robbie, who's your number four? Well... Since you said the White Sox, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Indians. Ooh. And They'll blow it in the ninth. Yeah, they'll blow it in the ninth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But you know what? I think, you know, if we're, we're looking top to bottom, you know, the White Sox might be better than them. But the thing that gets me about the Indians is that they, they are so confident in their starting pitching that they, they fucking traded Mike Clevenger. Yeah. And they didn't yeah. give a – they really didn't give a fuck. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they did get some – they got some guys who can play now, like guys like – I've been tracking it. A guy like Josh Naylor, you know, he's been in their lineup every day and doing pretty well. So, it's just – I like the White Sox lineup better, and I'm, I'm more of a guy who loves hitting. But when when you have a starting five like that, like it's just they, – they got to be up there. And they're they're just – a confident bunch at the it's end just, of the day it's all about pitching to me it man. really is you it's know all about pitching who's your number three my number three and this was tough but i bumped down the rays to three okay i don't know i i don't know i've, I've been watching they have lost two straight so they you have are lost somewhat two justified yeah they have lost two straight but i think uh i think the, the the way they matched up, they've matched up with the Yankees this year. Like they, let's be real, they they've picked on the Yankees. They're blowing them out. Yeah, yeah I mean th- those those aren't even those aren't even games. And I don't know. I I've watched because every Yankee game is usually on ESPN. So I've I've gotten to watch them quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And you know you know being being a bet man, you, you know I've been uh, I've been tracking them on all these other games too. And yeah, they just 
they they got some holes. I'm I'm not I'm not sold on on their on their starting pitching. You know, I, I like I like Snell obviously, and um, you know, Charlie Morton's kind of kind of found a stride a little bit. And that's when he's that's, good, he's really good. That's that's huge for them because yeah. when Blake Snell was was talking about not not playing this year, I was like, shit, Charlie Morton's gonna be their ace. Mm-hmm. You know, but but the thing that I can't get past with them is that. I think Kevin Cash might be the best manager in baseball. I think he's right there. And they Makes do the most a lot of what he's got. They do a lot of the shit that the Giants do just with better guys and a lot yeah. more, a lot more young talent. And cause hell man, I don't think we can name really anybody in their bullpen, but they usually don't let their starters go more than five. And they just, they, they killed this matchup game. And it's, it's a chess game with the Rays. It's a chess game with them every yeah. night. And yeah. so, so yeah, Rays number three. You know, and before before I say my number three, um, I wanted to ask you too, since you're talking about the Indians, I've thought this for a couple of years now. Is Jose Ramirez like the most underappreciated third baseman in baseball? Yeah, dude, he's good. He's I'd good. say he's the third best third baseman in baseball. He might yeah, be second. Yeah, I mean, but I would not, say he's third. It's not Arenado, but I say Arenado one, Chapman two, and then Ramirez three. Yeah, I I, I think so, and you know he's. He's fast. He's got he's got power. You know, he, little guy five, hitting for power. He's a five tool player, five really. Tool player. Oh. Not not many left. Yeah. Uh, number three, I did the same thing as you. I swapped them. So you obviously know who our number two is. Uh, number three, I put Tampa Bay at three. Um, just for all the things you said. Thanks for saying all oh, the no things problem. that I wanted to say. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, lost two straight. Um, and I guess that means since we're doing this snake format, uh, number two, the Oakland A's for me. Um, I have I, I still have them coming out of the American League this year. Obviously, I have monetary purposes behind that, <laughs> but I do I I do think I, I do I have an A's Dodgers World Series uh, with a lot of money coming my way if that happens. But uh, I do I think the A's top to bottom are the best team in the AL at least right now uh, because you know you can argue fully staffed. I mean the Yankees are right there, but. They're not. Yeah, so they're not. So yeah. Um, yeah. Give give me the A's right now at number two. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, I got the A's number two as well. And the thing that scares me about the A's is they really their starting pitching has not been that good. And and it, it should be. It yeah, and it should be. I mean, you look you look at it, man. You look at Montas and Fires and Lazardo and all all these guys. You know, Sean Manaya. But who struggled and had a no, but had a no no going into the seventh today. So maybe right, he's right. figured things out. And yeah, look if he does look out, but it's you can't really fuck with their bullpen, man. I mean, their bullpen is so freaking good. It is. It's just insane. Like, and for a team that hits the ball like that, it's almost it's almost like the fourteen fifteen Kansas City Royals. Like, they have a lead going into to the late innings, man. Good totally. night. Good night. Yep. You know, and this lineup's better than than that than that lamp that Royals team had. So, yep. so, yeah, I I'm not looking forward to the Giants playing them. Next, week. I'm looking forward to the podcast before next week because we are we're gonna have our buddy uh, Cheeto on. That that'll um, be fun. That's gonna be a fun episode, and he's got a lot of questions for us. Actually, I'm looking forward to. So oh, uh, sweet. But uh, can we just skip the time and just say number one's the Los Angeles Dodgers? Yeah, they're, they're okay. <laughs> That's regular in baseball. I, I fucking hate them. Anyways, uh, <laughs> all right. So those are our power rankings. Uh, we'll have those out tomorrow. Again, we may have this episode out tomorrow too. Um, got uh, some baseball, some important baseball to watch tonight, but we also have some football to watch tonight. Thank you, six pound, eight ounce, baby Jesus. Football's back. Don't even know um, a word yet. <laughs> Chiefs and Texans tonight. Uh, here's my lock, by the way, and I will take this episode down. I took the over at 53. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> we won't go too much into football, but I, I just, we're so excited that it's back. I don't care if there's fans in the stands or not. Um, football's football, man. And it's just a passion of ours. And um, I'm, a, I'm a 49er fan. Robbie's a Cowboy fan, um, which I have to put up with because my fiance is a Cowboy fan. So, <laughs> well, I like her, <laughs> but um, I I wanted to talk like our Super Bowl prediction, and then also, but I figured we can kind of do NFC title and AFC title too. So, oh, okay, I don't I don't know. Um, 
I'll I'll start with this. My AFC title matchup. I'm gonna have the Kansas City Chiefs. Big surprise. And I still don't know on this one. I feel like the safe bets the Ravens. And I like Lamar Jackson a lot, and I think that defense is really good. And I think John Harbaugh is a very good coach. Um, but man, the Texans. I still feel like the Texans are gonna be in the mix again this year. I feel like somehow, some way, even though I'm not as high on them as a lot of people are, uh, the Pats will be right there. But I, I have a weird liking towards the Buffalo Bills this year. Ooh, that'd be, I know. Man. That's an elite defense. Josh oh, Allen's yeah. got, got a new weapon in Stephon Diggs. Uh, Singletary is a, is a pretty damn good running back. And Zach Moss, um, the rookie at Utah. Yes, yes, that is Very correct. So they got a one-two back. punch back there. Very underrated. You know, now that you just reminded me, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. I'm going to take uh, Kansas City and Buffalo in the AFC title game. Okay. And then in the NFC – okay, well, give us your AFC title game. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just so hard I just, to go I just think, I, I, just, I just think the Chiefs are that good. It's, they it's are weird. that good. You know, it's, it's just weird. But, yeah, like I, I think – I think they're going to have to – play a little more defense this year because I know I know it's gonna sound crazy but I don't know if Mahomes can keep doing what he's doing at the clip he's doing offensively I mean defense has got a, defense got just a little bit uh, I mean just a little bit they're still they were score. much better later at the end of last year I mean right. regard did they were except that Texans game but yeah right right I mean they 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 were good at causing turnovers that was the one thing they did they caused turnovers they gave a fuck ton of yards to every team they played but ben, 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 no break. Yeah, and believe me, man, you know, Rod Marinelli's been the Cowboys team's coordinator the last nine years, man, and that's all he li- he lived on that, except the Cowboys never got the turnovers. But, <laughs> yeah, no but yeah, I would – I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You know, no surprise there. But the team I'm looking at this year, not really a sleeper, but I'm with you. I'm not with the Ravens as much. I'm not really with the Texans because I hate Bill O'Brien. But <laughs> – I think, I think the Steelers make their way back this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, a healthy Big Ben, and and if James it, Conner stays healthy, and that's a really good defense. They, are, yeah, I mean, I love, I love that they were kind of got ahead of the game a little bit last year when they were, when, yeah, Big Ben got hurt, and they they knew they were gonna suck, so they're like, they probably looked at their draft board and said, "Fuck it, no one, there's no one that we value more than." Minka Fitzpatrick, who's who, who was on the market. Yeah, they went trade. and got they went and got him, and that turned out to be a good trade. I, and my I boy, think, uh, my boy Devin Bush was boy, uh, as yeah, advertised last Bush. year, man. You know, it's a good but I think uh, I think they've improved their offensive line just just enough to get Big Ben through one more renaissance year, and and they're very well coached. Let's be real; I mean, they're very well coached. It's a good run organization, but I think now that the the whole Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell saga is, is behind them now completely. Yeah. I think they can get back to just, you know, playing Pittsburgh Steelers football. And I hate to say that because, you know, I really don't like them. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're, I think they're going to be there and they're going to challenge. All right. So you have Chiefs Steelers. I have Chiefs Bills. I have the Chiefs beating the Bills, obviously. Do you have the Chiefs beating the Steelers? I think I have the Steelers beating the Chiefs. Oh, now they're. Now that is extremely bold. I, okay. I think. Okay. I think. All right. So Robbie has the Steelers represent the AFC. I have the Chiefs. Now in the NFC, this one's a little more interesting to me. Obviously, we're both NFC guys. Um, just my quick thoughts. I, uh, I I think the Saints are not as good as people are giving them credit for. Uh, I had this talk with our buddy Eric today. I talked to Eric for like an hour today. And we're talking about the Eric. NFC South, obviously. <laughs> talking about the NFC South, obviously. He is a Bucks fan, and we'll give him credit. He's been a Bucks fan for a long time. God, like, man. Well over 20 years. Like, so forever. he's not a new forever. Bucks fan. He's not a new Bucks fan. <laughs> he's got an all-stop jersey um, and a Keyshawn Johnson jersey. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm not sold on New Orleans. I am very much not sold on the Green Bay Packers. They didn't do anything to improve that team for this year. Um, they built for the future in that draft, obviously, and I think Aaron Rodgers is out of there after this year. I think it's his contract year. But uh, I really like the Cowboys. 
I, 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 think, I think they actually make things happen this year. Now, I'm going to say this, and don't get too upset. I don't have them reaching the <laughs> MC title game, but Near do I, so. if, if they got there, <laughs> it would not surprise me. I, I think they're like the third or fourth best team in the NFC. I really do believe that. Yeah, that's about right, yeah, I think. Here's, here's the thing. You're either all in or all out on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I am all in. Um, now, I know Brady's, what, 43, but, dude, he has never had this many weapons um, on offense in his career. Um, I know he had Moss back in 07 on that crazy year. Um, Dante he's Stallworth. Had, he's had Stallworth. He's had Wes Welker. He's had Julian Edelman. Um, but, you know, like you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who are the best one-two receiver punch in the game, in my opinion. You got um, a really good Ronald Jones, who now is, is going to be fighting for playing time because they got Leonard Fournette. Um, and they have Gronk back now or back paired up with Brady. And I think that's maybe the most underappreciated defense. I, th- I really like Avante David. Um, that's going to be a really good team. I have the Bucks and my San Francisco 49ers in the NFC title game. Um, oh, that will oh, be a fun party. I, you know, you can call me biased. I'm usually honest. I mean, obviously, the last couple of weeks I've had the Dodgers at number one in our power rankings. <laughs> well, so, yeah. I think the Niners still top to bottom have the best NFC roster. Um, and so, yeah, I have Niners and Bucks in the NFC title game. Who do you have? Okay. You know, I can't argue with that. I think, I think the Niners are, are the best team. They're going through some, some injury issues right now, obviously, you know, so, but it's kind of it's kind of like how I feel about the Steelers. You know, I think when you're that well coached and you have the, the amount of depth they have, it's almost like it's almost like watching a really a really good college team. You know, like it, I mean, do you, do you really care who the starting running back for the Niners is? It really doesn't matter to, to me. In my matter. in my eyes, I don't give a fuck. You Even know, though Raheem, Raheem Mostert's been really good in that yeah, system. Of course, he's, of course, he's been good. I feel like Tevin Coleman and even Jerick McKinnon. You know, if he's healthy, can can do. Pretty pretty much what Tevin Coleman did. I mean, not Tevin sure. Coleman, Ray, Ray Moster did, sure. and Matt and Matt Bredo, You know, and, yep. and he's he's gone now. But yeah, like they remind me so much of a powerhouse college team. The offensive line is incredible, and now they have Trent Williams. I mean, holy smokes! No offense it. to Joe. No offense to Joe Staley. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame, but Trent, yeah. Trent Williams is better than him. He just is. You know, Boomer Sooner. But <laughs> yeah, and I, I think if they just if they stick to their guns, and you know, don't get any get going on any like crazy, you know, escapades trying to show that Garoppolo is more than a guy that can hand the ball off like they did in the Super Bowl, and just stick to what they do right. I like, think he's capable, man. He's very capable, but there's I no do. there's no reason to go down that route when you're that good. Yeah. So, and their defense is you know still off the charts. You know, I think I think Ken Law is gonna gonna be a great a great replacement for, for Buckner. Beat me to and it. They, yeah. It's, it, it sucks that, that, that they lost him, but you know, you can't pay everybody. You just can't, but it's a great trade, man. They ended up getting uh, his replacement and uh, Brandon. Ayuk at like 26 yeah. overall. So, so who's going to be probably their number two receiver. So, so yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners, you know, in, in the, in the title game. Actually, I think I haven't gone to the Super Bowl. I haven't decided yet, but as of right now, I haven't gone to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yet. But I think, think we might be a little opposite on this but i th- i think the uh, packers find a way to get back to the nc title game really okay yeah and i don't i don't love them but they they're just very they're very well they're, they're well coached and it's a, it's a very well well-run system and i don't i don't i don't buy all the all the bickering behind the scenes about about jordan love get, you know getting drafted and stuff and like if anything, to me, that's that's gonna that's gonna motivate Rodgers, and st- and still, I think their offense line is still good enough to where they're gonna be able to you know keep teams off off balance. You know, they drafted AJ Dillon, you know, the beast out of, out of Boston College. Boston College. Yeah, you know, I I love I loved that that pick. You know, a lot of Packer fans didn't because they're like, oh, we got Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, like. Jamal Williams replaceable. Watch some college football. He's yeah, one of the yeah. Best Jamal Williams. Jamal, the last two years. Jamal Williams is 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 replaceable. You know, like AJ Dillon is going to take his spot halfway halfway through the year. But, but yeah, I think if anything else, like Rogers ain't going to have those big numbers again. 
like just like he he didn't have big numbers last year, but he's gonna make all the all the plays because they're they're a much more well balanced offense. Like not gonna kill him in fantasy, but I think and I'm not also I'm not as big on the NC North as I was last year. I don't think uh I don't I think Minnesota takes a step back. I think losing Stefanski was huge. I think it's the worst division in the NFC. It's right. It's right there. So yeah, with Detroit, and Chicago, like I so me like last year, you know, they went thirteen and three or, or whatever, and no one knows how how they fucking did it. You know, <laughs> and I kind of most see, overrated thirteen and three ever. Right, right. So and I kind of see it playing out again. And I mean, I hope I'm. Hey, I I hope the hope the Cowboys under McCarthy can. Sure. You know, get get a little fire. The roster's under their, there. Get, get get the fire under their ass and. You know that that would be nice, and then of course, you know if you, you got the Bucks, you know who have uh, an elite offense. You know we haven't seen them play yet, but we know they're elite. And I, I'm I'm kind of with you on on the Saints because you take away that home field with the fans in the dome. I think that's going to yeah. be huge. That's going to be yeah. huge. Yeah, you because know, because to me, there isn't a big home field in advantage in the NFL. Like there's a in college. There's, there's Seattle, Seattle, Kansas City, New Green Orleans, Bay. Green, Green Bay. Bay. It's probably it. And yeah, so yeah, so I I was gonna say I agree with you on that. I think they take take a step back this year because I don't think they're gonna have that home field advantage. So so Niners and Packers. Niners Packers again. Part two. Do the do the Niners beat them by three possessions again? No. <laughs> no. Four? I don't think that. I, I'm kidding. No. Uh, they'll beat them by uh, like thirteen. I don't know. Okay, so you have Steelers and Niners. I have Chiefs and Niners. I think the Niners beat Tampa Bay in the NFC title game. Um, and we're going long, so I'll try and wrap this up quick. It's Kyle Shanahan's third trip to the Super Bowl. Um, and I hate cliches, but third time's a charm. I think he figures it out. Um, <laughs> Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is not wearing a knee brace. I think he's more than capable. Some people, I, I, I don't think he does, but some people have, have him as a, a dark horse MVP candidate. I think Kyler Murray wins MVP this year. Um, hopefully Brady does because I have money on that as well. Uh, I, I'm a degenerate this episode. But anyways, uh, I have the Niners beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, they get their revenge and uh, bring home number six. Okay. Okay. See, Steelers, I'm going, Steelers, I'm, and Niners. I'm I'm gonna go full bore here. I think I think the Steelers get it done. I I don't I don't know why. I've just I I've I've had it in, in in my head now for about two months that they're just gonna be they're gonna be really good this year. And I I think they're they're really creative on defense. Like they, they you know they they've they've always been very very creative with with, with their blitzes, and much like the Niners. And I, I think they, they can make life t- tough enough and, and disguise their shit well enough to cause a few turnovers in that game. Because if they're, they're going to beat the Niners, they got to cause turnovers. It was just like the Chiefs. If the Chiefs didn't cause turnovers, they wouldn't have won that game. But, yeah. And, like I said, their offensive line is, is, is vastly improved. And I think Chase, the other guy I didn't mention was Chase Claypool. I think he's a real sleeper this year. I think he's going to be uh, – He's gonna be a force in the league. You know, they don't even know if he's a tight end or a receiver. So, and the and the Steelers have always done a very good job of utilizing their tight ends. And and I think if there's one weakness in the Niners' defense is it's their linebackers in coverage. That that could be the one because they're very aggressive. So, Fred that, Warner says hello. Who's actually yeah. very good in coverage? No, no, he is. Dre but, Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw was very good at the end of the year in coverage too. So, you know. I, I watched Damian Williams and Travis Kelsey do do some shit in that Super Bowl, so I don't I don't know. Wow, you got to bring that up. Hey, hey, but you it, know what? It, it'll be hey, interesting. It'll be interesting. Hey, those were normal times. How they? How I miss them. <laughs> no shit, dude. Hey, so Robbie's got Steelers over Niners. I got the Niners over the Chiefs. Um, yeah, man. Hey, it's a fun night kickoff for the Chiefs and Texans in 17 minutes so let's get the hell out of here uh big game starting night game one that four game set for the Giants in San Diego uh so make sure you're following us on all our socials that we said at the beginning and uh next time we talk to you hopefully the Giants are still in the thick of things and um until then go Giants Giants, Giants, it's bye bye baby every time the
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.